Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everyone. This is Once Upon a Time Edition, and this is the episode we were afraid might be coming at some point. Maybe with a different pairing, but we were afraid this one would come eventually. This is Ruby Slippers. I actually forgot what this episode was about, but Earl, I'm like, and this is going to be the episode that makes us mad. And you know, just because we always have one episode when they're going well, that kind of goes, it goes south. south. Yeah. This one was not, I mean, there were some story issues that were like, so wait, a tracking spell can bring you to the underworld? I mean, then you just track anyone dead, you just end up there? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, could you track someone into to another dimension? Then, then why don't you just have – why bother with beings? Just start tracking people who <laughs> – I guess they have to have – someone had to gotten to the other side. I don't. I didn't understand how she got there really. No. Um, and the, I, the, the timeline of this whole episode was I was I was really trying to figure out when did the whole thing with, with Ruby and Mulan even happen? Because like they acted like they had been hunting for a long time. But like they've only been in Underworld like a week. But I was trying to remember when exactly they were. They've been underworld more than a week. They, they're always talking about it's been so long since they've seen their son. Apparently, it's been uh, a decent amount of time, apparently. Okay, I guess so. Um, it's very vague. Like, what are they living on? Do they have money? Do they have to buy food? Like, what, how, did, how do you survive an underworld for several? Underworld food is not all that <laughs> filling, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think so either. And I mean, I don't quite understand. There was like, well, if you don't help us, then we'll let her become a wolf. Like, you can kill people in the underworld besides, you know, obviously there's a better and the worst fates, but mm-hmm. you can just kill them generally? What happens then? I mean, uh, it's just a weird threat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, those are but minor yeah. things. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, little minor things. Um, yeah, where do we go with this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're not fond of the, well, of the Mulan and now the Ruby deal yeah like as soon as they mentioned the true love's kiss thing i was like oh, oh dear, no this is where they're going I mean, with that and you know of, all, of various things they laid it on really heavy yeah well which is interesting because i remember when they did mulan they kind of did this uh, tiptoe sort of thing and everyone's like oh this is wonderful yeah there were like people were waiting for the uh and so for, now they're like once the season we'll give you the adventures of ruby and Whoever. Mulan and whoever other girls we can get together. <laughs> to me, there's there's few things that that kind of sicken my stomach more than seeing a falsehood paraded as something true and beautiful. Yeah, that's um, the way to put it. And that's basically what this episode is in a nutshell. I mean, it's a relationship that. I mean, it doesn't even make sense from like an actual love perspective. Like you talk to each other for like five minutes and I guess that happens in some movies. But I, I, but. I thought it was hilarious. Apparently Oz does this because remember Hades and Zelina were like, <laughs> they took a bike back. ride and they're like, I am now internally in love with you from <laughs> yeah. beyond death. Um, <laughs> but, and apparently you could walk to get poppies and be like true love. And here's the thing, you know, and then just strictly from a logical point of view, you know, like this is the scariest thing I've ever done. And I'm like, Okay, so apparently that heart flutter of, like, teenage puppy love is true love. I mean, this is vastly <laughs> different than, like, the way they produce that in true love. And, you know, like, Rumpel and, and – or um, – Belle. Belle. Like, Belle, this, that's an actual, like – They they were together for a long time. In a giving and taking and changing. And even, you know, the Charmings and they're mm-hmm. just 
they've really shortcut it basically so they could shoehorn this in. I mean, even even just strictly from a plot point of view, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's really ironic too, in a sense, because <laughs> modern fairy tales feel like they have to like kind of undercut like what tr- the traditional mode of fairy tales yeah. were all about, and like try to make them all contemporary and stuff. And there have been contemporary fairy tales that have made fun of the aspect of, oh, we just met and now we're in love. Uh, I mean, yeah. Frozen did that. Yeah. And so does, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Chanted. Yeah. And so then here you have this, what's trying to be contemporary, another tome, and you're falling back into the trappings of the traditional. It, is, it just feels weird once upon a time because most times they try to present this vagueish traditional fairy tale where good and evil and choices mean stuff and whatever and then every once in a while they're just like oh, i'll throw it out the window because it doesn't fit our current worldview <laughs> um and just i mean it rings really weird at least to me mm-hmm. even despite our our you know our particular belief system it's very wishy-washy it's yeah. the it's it's the worldview that's that uh, doesn't worry about being coherent. It's yeah. about the feelings in the moment sort of stuff. Yeah. Which again, considering that you know you've got all these supposed rules for like how <laughs> magic works in Once Upon a Time, uh, that laugh is for Zach. <laughs> <laughs> feels very false. And I didn't. I did notice on strict moving away from the the um, Ruby Dorothy thing. First off, she was a okay. Just like I thought, it was interesting. She's like, my family tried to have me committed. I'm like, well, you and Alice should go and have a pity party <laughs> because she was committed too. Um, uh-huh. I'm sad that we haven't seen any besides the knave who was very randomly. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, <laughs> yeah. It'd, be, it'd be fun at least to get you know, and maybe not try to make the, them like a character like they half attended the knave. Like a cameo would be. Yeah, decent. It would I mean, be fun. if you can do these weird little Mulan cameos, why not? Let's let's get Alice. Yeah, in there. it does seem like the whole episode's sort of. I mean, like, oh, I was doing this tracking spell, and yeah. Um, was- but unrelated to that, you have um, Zelina's very bipolar. <laughs> like, I can't read. Like, sometimes she's like, I don't trust you. Hades. Other times, you know, she'll smile at the flower, and I don't. I don't. I just don't. It's harder and harder to read her. Yeah, I, I was wondering if. Because Belle's telling her to, hey, can you go try to get yeah. in with Hades? It was was sort of like, be our spy, please. And maybe, and maybe it is, yeah. And is, maybe she is, but if so, I I bet they would try to save that for like a finale type reveal, sort of surprise. I'm really working for you, with you guys all along. Yeah, they're moving um, the snow on. Apparently, I don't know whether they just don't have anything for her to do, or whether she's going to do something back in Storybrook. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, but it's interesting. They've been, they've been, you know. I, I like that Hades is making some roads and trying to dampen the the hope thing. Like he's turning the people underworld against yeah. them. I, and I think they must, you know, you know, we were talking about earlier episodes. He was just hands off. Maybe he just used to be hands off, and he's starting to be like, okay, this is getting out of hand. Yeah, I'm about to do something now. That could be. I mean, it definitely kind of tightens the screws yeah. and make makes their job even the all screw. harder. Yeah. Um, I do. I I do have the. We often complain about the very hodgepodge magic and when it works and doesn't work. But I do have to say the whole hook re uh, changing the name on the tombstone was set up well. I mean, it was said. You know, it was something that we expected him to do. He didn't. But it was set up a couple episodes ago that he, that was his. He was given that authority by Hades. Was that during the Brothers Jones episode? Uh, or the end of the one right before that? Yeah. Okay. Because I I didn't remember. Okay. That. But anyway, so I thought you know because sometimes they just pull stuff out of nowhere. Like, well, we can't do this curse, but now we can. And you're like, what? You know, <laughs> what, where does that come from? But that that was a nice use of magic. But we're starting to get a little. Uh, I felt like magic was creeping back into the story plots more this episode. And whenever it we're does like, that. No. It, 
they just don't keep it. It's just not, there's no good rules for it. Mm-hmm. What do you think of uh, Bell's uh, use of the sleeping spell at the end of this? I thought it was interesting. That was, uh, yeah. It's an interesting dynamic because one, it is a way to keep Hades from interfering. I, okay. Oh, magic wise. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I, I mean, I apparently can, but okay. So dark swan. So, uh, so, uh, a dark one can speed up pregnancy, okay? Like, hey, it's power, sure. It just seems very odd for Hades, who's in charge of the dead, to have the power to speed up a pregnancy. It just seems like a... And they just assume he can? They just know he can? I, they're just I guessing. I don't understand. It's just the rules in the magic are so complicated. Well, they're just random. Yeah. From, our, from my point of view. Maybe they're not, but it's very hard to follow. Who can do what and what? I mean, I just figured the dark one was the most powerful. <laughs> what was it last episode where Bell and Gaston were looking through a book of magic items? And we're like, that should be five times that size. <laughs> all the magic items that we've seen in this show. But that would be, that'll be interesting because Bell obviously didn't expect Rumpelstiltskin to be her true love. Yeah. But it sort of leaves the possibility of that as a plot point. Mm-hmm. And my guess it, is it will be. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see what he'll do to make that happen. So, yeah, it's an interesting dilemma. I, I like that Bell refuses to, f- to go by Rumpel's rules, yeah. basically. Yeah, I do enjoy that. that that's, that's been fun. I've been reading Socrates lately, or okay. Plato. No, but he talks about, he's always talking about, and, not, and we don't never talk about it in modern media. We talk about it's more important to live a virtuous life and care about righteousness than money or power or fame. And, you know, that's kind of... That, yeah, I was in that mind frame. That's Claire's life. Claire, sorry. Um, <laughs> Bell. We did, we did a lost podcast two days ago, guys. Um, <laughs> Bell, though, you know, she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to win that way. I have to do, make the right dis- choices. You know, it's not even right for me to do this to defend my kid. I need to do the right thing just mm. because it's right. Yeah. Which we don't, and on a show about fairy tales, you have very few of those discussions that make coherent sense. Yeah. <laughs> But so the, it, there's some, definitely some good ideas and good moments in this. And it's just unfortunate. It's in an episode that where you had this ridiculous, ugly, yucky romance shoehorned in. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I can't say much more than that. Anyway, that's that's Ruby Slippers, which is kind of a catchy. We were making that joke during the episode. Yeah, I didn't even know what the title was. I'm like, it should be called Ruby Slippers. <laughs> they didn't do the possessive, but still it was. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> and we'll see how this we got. We're in the second half of this plot arc. By now, I think. I should think so. So we'll see. We'll see if it keeps moving upward, or whether this is the beginning of a unfortunate turn. Uh, <laughs> unfortunate, um, you know, things I, start getting fuzzy. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm hoping that was just a weird detour, and that we're. Get, I, I like the direction of of Hades amping yeah. up the pressure. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I do hope that we get some of the heroes like accomplishing more. Like I, I like them kind of sending people on. Now they're they're getting they're kind of stuck. Yeah. And sometimes when Once Upon a Time gets stuck, that's when we get problems. We get problems because then they just, they, yeah, we lose momentum or something. I don't know, the middle of every arc lately, it seems like somewhere in the middle, it just kind of like characters start doing random stuff and you're like, what is that? <laughs> All right, so. If you, they can get unstuck, that'd be a good thing. But until next time, this uh, is Tim. This is Nick. Feel free to email your hate mail to dearoldtrainsofthought oh, at gmail. Oh, no. Dearoldtrains at gmail.com. You can give them the wrong one. <laughs> no, we just want to give them the email address. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. We, won't, we won't tell them the, our website. Does that, <laughs> that help it? No. Oh, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. All that good stuff. Yeah. 
So, zerodrains.blogspot.com. Just get to our website. So you can listen to all our other, all oh, other okay. podcasts. Yes, excellent. So. Okay. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.